Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Felicia D. Harris from High Touch Enterprises. Tune in to Water Ice Radio to listen to Lauren Re Live. It's just a public service announcement sponsored by Just Blaze and the good folks at Rockefeller Records. Fellow Americans. Hey, it's your girl, Lauren Reese, and you are now locked into Learn Live, right here on Red Ice Radio, the show where you get another scoop of everything. Allow me to reintroduce myself, my name is Ho, H to the O-V, I used to move snowflakes by the O-Z, I guess even back then you can call me CEO of the R-O-C, Ho! What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Jay the Gentleman, and you're listening to Lauren Reed Live on Water Ice Radio, powered by waterice.com, your scoop to everything Philly. Now let's go. I'm good, I'm good. Long weekend, but it's all good. How are you? I am wonderful. It's been a minute since we've been here, so I'm excited to be back. Yep, hopefully this weather, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm about to say we survived yeah. the nor'easters. <laughs> right, I think we're good for the rest of the year. It's like spring, I'm yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just come on. Yeah, yeah, it's, all right. it's right around the corner. You don't have to hide, we, we want you. Yeah. <laughs> we're good. So yeah, everything has been really, really good, you know, having a little bit of cabin fever because of all the snow, but... Mm-hmm. Ready for some warm weather. Ready for my birthday. Are you? Yes and no. <laughs> Explain. I'm gonna be honest. Because I just feel like every year at the last one I'm like, oh my god, what I wanna do for my birthday and then I, I figure something out and then I get out, and I have started having a really good time. I start getting lit, but then I start getting tired. Y'all already know my rhythm. Yeah, like, yeah. I get tired. Yeah. And I want to go to sleep. Right. But I have some really good uh, people coming through. Like, you know, my homeboy from out of town from D.C., my brother Press is coming from Howard. Word. You know, the usual suspects. Mm. People will be out and about. And they usually keep me up, because normally I'm like, you know I'll fall asleep anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Club. You got to see it. It's a wrap. Done. Yeah, yeah. Done, done. Yeah. Around like a good 1235. Yep. That's, Whoa. I'm pushing it. <laughs> That's usually the time when people, most people go out. No. <laughs> I'm ready to call the Uber to go. Whoa. You know I don't say I'll leave. That's true. I don't say I'll leave. But no, 
I'm just excited that, you know, I, I'm here another year, so we'll see what happens. It should be good. 35, though, everybody, I am going to do a trip. I'm okay. not going to be here for my 35th. I'm just going to go away somewhere, hopefully abroad. Yeah, get off the grid. Yeah, definitely. I think that's going to be, I think you do like 30, 33, 35 is pretty big. So 35 away. Is 33 a thing? Just think because the double threes. I don't know. I mean, know. that's my year. This, this, that's it for me. 33. That's yeah. kind of cool. But 35, definitely away somewhere. Right. Do some some real grown-ass shit. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. That's what's up. But other than that, everything has been good, you know. Same old, same old. What's going on with you? Um, Not much. Just kind of recapping. Shout out to uh, uh, Boom. Oh, for BX the Expo. Yes, 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 yes. Shout out to Bino French. We saw him at the, sh- at the Dakota. At Great Coda. show. Great show. Congratulations to Bino. That yeah. was... That was he. Listen, if you're trying to figure out where all the fine sisters is at yeah, <laughs> in the Philly, right? yo, they was girl, out here. Listen, I'm about to say, girl, I'm sorry. Um, they was out here. The girls was out there. The guys were singing lyrics to the song. Yeah, it was dope. I was like, okay, Bino, this is really your time. It was a good look. For sure. Yeah. It was a really good look. And if you guys want to check out the interview, we had him because we had the exclusive before yeah, the did. show. Yep. Make sure you check that out on SoundCloud or iTunes. YouTube, the yep. interview was YouTube. there. It's on all um, all platforms, everybody, so go check that out. But, yeah, Bino was great. Boom Expo was good. That we was got dope. to meet a you lot got, of cool people. You got people. some good interviews under your yeah, belt. Yeah, I did. I had a really good time. got to um, interview the legendary Dougie Fresh. Yep. Um, why did I just oh, Cause for Martin from Kid and Play. Play. Shout out um, to uh, the Drop. They got some interviews. They got there. some really good interviews. Roxanne Shante was her the the the, uh, the, the, the movie Netflix, came out. Yep. The Netflix um, um movie just came out. We killed it. Yeah. To say the least. Yeah, it was dope. And with that, let's go ahead and pay some bills around here. All right. Let's first shout out to all of our sponsors. First up is Samsung Technologies. They are hooking us up with all of our pre and. Post and pre-production yeah. needs. Is yeah. that how it is? Pre and post, yeah. Hey, I finally got it right. <laughs> um, make sure you guys check them out on the Instagram page. It is Samsung Technology. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you to them. Also, shout out to our new partners with Boom Philly. Yep. Make sure you guys are going to their website and go to Water Ice Exclusives to check out all the things that we are doing in conjunction with them. Yep. Who else do we have? New Stands Association oh, of Philadelphia. Nap, yep. Shout out to NAP. Continuing our partnership. <clears throat> With them, you go to Center City, check out any new stands with the screens. You'll see our content on that. Give us yes, a shout yes, out. We yes, love that yes, stuff. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. Uh, shout out to Nep. And uh, who I else? think that's I think it. That's it. That's yeah, that is it. But then make sure you are uh, following waterice.com. We are your scoop to everything Philly. Sign mm-hmm. up for our newsletter. Yep. So that you are in the know of everything that's going on in the city. And and this and is the last week for our discount. 20%. Yeah. Should I say it now? Because I don't know when this is going to air. <laughs> we should uh, say it now because it's live. It's live. Yeah. yeah. You got till April 1st. Use the discount code WATER. W-O-O-D-E-R. Get 20% off. We got a new merchandise. We got yes. a new apparel. So go check us out. Waterice.com. We got everything that you need for winter going into spring. Yes, we do. And for your puppies, for your accessories, for your business trip, all we got, that. We got laptop cases. We got phone cases. Yep. We got doggy bowls. Yep. We got pretty much everything. We're yeah. taking care of it all. On top of tees, hoodies, all the classic stuff. So shout out to everybody who's uh, copped some apparel from us and tell your friend to tell a friend to get some and stuff. tell your mama. 20% off. I'll take it. I'll take 20%. Yeah. For sure. Yep. And make sure you guys are listening to everyone else that is on the Water Ice Radio. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the Drop Night Show. They air on Thursday night, 8 o'clock. Yep. Um, and also our homie Mike Beyond, who has Weird, Weird is, is the, the New Black. Black. Yes. Um, all of his shows are going to be up on SoundCloud, iTunes, 
uh, Google Play, anywhere that you can find Water Ice Radio, it is there. Because what you really should just do is download the free TuneIn app. Yep. Because Water Ice Radio is there 24-7. All of our shows, all music, everything is playing right there. Bet. That it? That's it. All right, everybody, let's get into it tonight. We have a wonderful show in store for you. We are ending off Women's History Month with a bang. Wow, it was. (laughs) Yes. I feel like this month went on forever. (laughs) We did. It's the snow. I'm pretty sure it's the snow. Yeah. Yeah. So tonight we have um, Felicia Harris. She is uh, the, she likes to call herself the principal of High Touch Incorporated. It's a really, really cool business. She will be here to talk to you more about that. But we also, of course, have the Ratchet Recap, everybody. So don't go away. We will be right back. And we have our, oh, I'm sorry. We're not going anywhere. No. I'm sorry, I forgot to talk about the playlist. Yeah, tonight. yeah, yeah. What's the playlist? So the playlist tonight, we we have not spotlighted this person yet. I don't think we have. No. Nah. This is the first time. Yeah. So this is kind of cool. It's kind of big. So in honor of Felicia Harris being here, I said, why not do our favorite T.I. songs? Because he is... Tip Harris. Tip Harris, yeah. right? So we're doing our the favorite... King. The King. The King of the South, right? We are doing our favorite T.I. songs. And coming up, the first song is My Pick. Mm-hmm. Bring him out, bring him out. Mm-hmm. He sampled that Jay-Z song. So we're going to hit it off with that. And then when we come back, we'll give you the ratchet recap. And we'll take it from there. All right. Sounds good. All right, everybody. It's your girl, Lauren Reed, right here on What Ice Radio. Please do not go anywhere. Stay right there. We are back. We are back. Lauren Reed live on Water Ice Radio. Hey. T.I. Bring him out. Bring him out. Yes. What was that? Uh, King? Or was that uh, Urban Legend? I believe. Yeah, that album was dope. Maybe. I don't remember. I'm going to be it's good, honest good, with you. Good song to start off the night. I like it. Yes, 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 yes. So you guys know what time it is. It is our favorite portion of the show. It is the Ratchet Recap. Ratchet Recap. The Ratchet Recap is a part of the show that we talk about anything and everything that is ratchet. So it could be politics. It could be sports. It could be celebrity gossip. It usually is, though. Yeah. Uh, local news. Local news. Or it could be about you. You with your, with your ratchet, ratchet ass. ass. Yeah, so if we catch you doing something ratchet out here, we In will streets, call you out on it. We will. So, everybody. Let's do it. I know you all were waiting for me to talk about this because I cannot wait. Were we? I'm pretty sure <laughs> they were. They're, Anything they're, that has to do with they're Beyonce. All logging, they're all logging in on live now since I put that put, <laughs> put that title up there. Yes, everybody, for the past two days now, the world has been trying to figure out who bit Beyonce. I literally just heard about this when you posted it today. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? We are? Yes. The world is wanting to know who is literally on. I feel like we live national. in like two different worlds. <laughs> it was on the Today Show. Good Morning America on E. I don't watch it's, any of that. All, it was I like, don't watch TV. You don't watch TV? Well, then that's Man. fine. It's on all national outlets. I feel good about that. It was on the <laughs> it was on the Shade Room. It was on yeah. it was on the, all the blogs. It was there. Mm. So, yes, yes, right. yes. So what happened? So remember when we broke we broke the story about Tiffany Haddish on the show Uncensored on TV One talking about the fight that happened at the the four 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 party and we were yeah me and you were trying to decide who oh, was right. the actress right the one that was trying to be fr- yeah, yeah, yeah correct well she said in that interview that we would hear more about this in her book no she said you'll hear more she's like that's all I'm gonna give you but we'll hear more about this on the streets here we are okay so apparently. 
uh, Tiffany did an interview with GQ this month. I have that. I have that magazine. With I mean, Diddy on the front. Yep, I have okay. that. Yep. Well, inside that that magazine, there is an interview with Tiffany Haddish, mm-hmm. and she decides to spill all of the tea in regards to what happened the night of the 444 after party. This is when in the, LA when the, when the actress was trying to hit on Jay. Supposedly, that right. was the that was the, the initial story that okay. she told. Now here is all the details. Okay. So maybe you can try to really figure out who okay. it, who it is. Okay. Okay. Who did I say it was? Halle Berry. You said it was Halle Berry. <laughs> all right. I don't think it was Halle Berry. I don't think it was Halle Berry. <laughs> okay. All right. So, as we said last December, Haddish met Beyonce Knowles Carter at a party. Beyonce walked. Um, Beyonce walked up and said, "I am Beyonce." <laughs> and this is this is the stuff that Tiffany is saying in our quote. Mm-hmm. She said. Beyonce walked up and said, I'm Beyonce, the understatement of the century, and the two women had a brief, pleasant exchange. But that's not the story. There was this actress there, continues Haddish, keeping her voice low, that just was doing the mostest. <laughs> so <I can> do it. <laughs> no, Tiffany, you do the most. Right. But one of the most uh, one of the most things she did, she bit Beyonce in the face. Whoa. But That's a million de- dollar insurance. But she declines to say who the actress was, of course. She says, so <clears throat> So Beyonce storms away, went to Jay-Z and was like, Jay, come here. This bitch, whoever, and snatched him up. And they went into ba- they went to the back in a room. I was like, what just happened? And Beyonce's friend walked up and said to me, Can you believe this bitch just bit Beyonce? And so then a lot of things happened, she said. A lot of things that she can't go into. So there was some time in between. According to Haddish, she and the actress continued to cross paths throughout the night. This is the girl who bit the She is Beyonce? No. Tiffany Haddish is saying that her and the actress who bit Beyonce's face came across each each other other across the night. Even at one point, the actress was like, yo, it's like, I think she was trying to say that the set. The actress was saying Tiffany was doing too much and told her like to stop dancing, Whoa. like you're like, you doing too much. Me, oh, right. <sighs> she said, and then Beyonce and Jay Z walked past me. I tapped Beyonce and said, <laughs> "I'm going to beat somebody ass at your party tonight. <laughs> I just want to let you know that." And Beyonce asked her not to, and just to have fun instead. So I would like to stop right there. Okay. Why? We can definitely see Tiffany being like, I'm going to beat somebody yeah, ass yeah, yeah. in here tonight. Yeah. For sure, right? Yep. So those things, right, so thus far are facts right. to me, right? Right. And I can also see Beyonce asking her not to beat someone sure. at her party. Right. Due to the fact that it's their party, right? Right. Okay. So at that point, for me, Tiffany, for me, it's done. Yeah. Just chill. It's not over? It's not over. What? No. It keeps I feel like it should have been over no, a while no, ago. No. <laughs> <laughs> it is too much. She says near the end of the party, Beyonce and her came across each other. Her and Tiffany and Beyonce came across each other again at the bar. And she said to Beyonce, did she really bite you? And Beyonce was like, yeah. Um, she said, yeah, that happened. And she said, she going to get her ass beat tonight. She was like, Tiffany, no, don't do that. That bitch is on drugs. She's not even drunk. She's definitely on drugs, but she's not like this all the time. Just chill. Mm. So, everyone, the speculation is that it was Sanaa Lathan. No, but she said that that wasn't her. But hold on. I got I to gotta, uh, update okay. since I've done this outline. Okay. So, 
The beehive went in on Sanaa Lathan because it was speculation that it was her. Sanaa Lathan was like, it's not me. I'm not going to bite Beyonce. Like, right. And it, she said if it was, a, if I did, it was going to be a love bite I saw or that. something like that. Right? But why Why her? I don't know why people thought it was her. I don't know why. I mean, Because I mean, she was at the party? Because she was at the party and she's an actress, whatever, right? But there was an update that said that this is a lie, that it really, really was her. It really was her. Like Sanaa's on drugs? First of all, Sanaa's too rich. She's but Sanai comes from money. Yes, Sanai comes from money. That's true. That has- I'm just saying, like, I just think that she just wouldn't even put herself, like, I don't even think, like, if she was at the party, I just don't think Sanai is the girl that's like, oh, yo, I'm going to go bite Beyonce's face. While on Xanax or some shit. No. <laughs> um, I just don't think that's going to be the case. Like, just nah, nah, nah. So then, who, wait. I'm confused. So she said, she, like, that, I didn't, that wasn't me. But then you just said what? That there was a story that just came out recently this evening that said that there are some some of Sanai's friends are leaking to TMZ that it was her. I'm still not sold on it. Even though it's TMZ? Right. I'm still not sold on it. I don't on think it. it's her either. So Chrissy Teigen, John Legend's wife, definitely knows, says she definitely knows who it is. So she went to Twitter. You know she's always on Twitter, mm-hmm. right? So she was like, um, I don't know. She was like, I think I know who it is. And if it's the girl that I think it is, she's a hot mess. Like, that's what she her first tweet was. She then came back hours later and was like, my bad. I'm sorry. The person that I thought it was is not her. That's what Chrissy said. Yeah, she okay. said it's not her. She was just like, I can't believe the person who it really is. Like, we why would never this, guess that. Why is this news? Like, why? Is this, I feel like this is a distraction. It's conspiracy. Not a distraction. Conspiracy. This is not really what Who I want to Who bit Beyonce? Dun, dun, dun. That's not really what I care about the situation. Like, I mean, I don't. Here's the thing. I don't think that the person, whoever the person. I personally think whoever it was is actually cool with Beyonce. Who do you think it was? Who do you think your, your opinion? Who do you think it was? I think. Her friend, because I think the whole story about her touching Jay's chest Mm. is not real. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's true. I personally think it's, uh, what's the name's ex-wife? The guy from Coldplay's ex-wife. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes. See, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking it was a a white lady. I think. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because they do shit like. Right. That was kind of like my process of elimination. Yeah. And she, and they're actually really good friends. They're really good friends. Because the person didn't get kicked out the party. Right. So I believe, and she says she's on drugs, and she normally does not act like this. Right. So it's someone that she's always around. Do that make sense? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I feel like it's someone that's really close to them that she's known for a long time. For her to stay in the party. To stay in the party. And get that close to her. Right. They might have, like, took her to the back, like, oh, you got to chill type of thing. You know what I'm trying to say? And that's why she didn't sick the dogs. That's a really good one, yo. And she didn't sick the dogs on her. Right. Like, yo, Tiff, just chill. Because when it's will we'll sue you, Tiffany. Like, just chill. She got money. Correct. Right. Like, just chill, right? Like, Tiffany just got money. Like, Gwyneth Ben had money. Like, Go sit down somewhere. Right. Like everything is cool. Like, and I feel like she gave her two warnings. Like, yo, just chill. We got this. We got yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And like Tiffany kind of kept like pushing it type of thing. But I definitely think it's going to Paltrow. That's a good one. That's a good one. Because I think it's one. I'll of her, roll with that. I think it's one of her friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. my guess. And she's white. And that's why. 
Chrissy Teigen was like, I would have never guessed right. it would be that person. Right. She mm. was having some fun. She probably took a couple of uh, like, ah, ecstasy yeah, pills she that was night. On, yeah, for, for celebration. And Beyonce, she was all in her she face. Think, like, wait, wait, is, who's Gwyneth Paltrow dating now? I don't, know. I don't know. Like, let me look this out of your face. Yeah, ah, we're being cute. cute. Yeah. Someone take this picture and right. Her. right. Bitter real quick. I get it. I'm with it. I, I, I can roll with that story. Got it. So, I can roll with that. I'm good with that. Here's my next question, comment, concern, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Tiffany, Tiffany, Tiffany. <laughs> Doing the most. The mostest, yeah, yeah. as she would say. That's, now, that's Swizz's girl now. Yeah, watch your I words. know. <laughs> and I know, Swizzy. That's I know his, how that's you his feel. Karuchi's off the, off the market now. So that but Tiffany just came up to the number one spot. I just think that there's certain people <laughs> in the industry that people, and I don't think she's talking negatively about no, Beyonce. No, no. But I think that in these high-profile Hollywood parties, it's a lot of crazy shit that of goes course. on. And that a lot there's of there's way too much money. There's way too much drugs. drugs there's way too much celebrityisms. And I kind of think that she's kind of like in awe of the fact that she's even invited to yeah, these parties yeah, yeah. at this point, and she doesn't know how to contain herself. And like, yo, I'm at GQ. I'm about to tell this story about what happened at. She's being her 100% true self. She is being her 100% true self, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, girl, I don't want you to fuck this up for yourself. She won't. If anything, if anything is just raising her profile higher. I don't know because she's not saying any, she's not saying any names, and that's all that matters. She said she, she didn't say any names, but just for the simple fact that like B and J are so like secretive about mm. the shit that that goes on. I mean, the elevator snafu, okay, whatever. But I don't know. Like, I kind of think that people like I, I think there's some parties she won't be invited to anymore after this. Yeah. The Ellens, the Oprahs, those high, powerful people that she, she kind of wants to be in good graces with, she won't be invited anymore. I don't know. I, I, I kind of disagree with it. I kind of disagree with it. I think she will be. I'm trying to tell you, Oprah's not inviting her to the next party. It's just not happening. I don't know. She kind of loves her. So, I don't know. No, she, Tiffany loves Oprah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just like, yo, Tiff, like, just the next party you invited to, just, just will be low-key. Everybody. I think she will learn that going, like, do you, like, I low-key can think that Jada picked up the phone and was like, yo, Tiff, mm-hmm. you drawing. Right, right, You got to chill. Like, you trying to stay in these circles? Like, you trying to stay in these circles? Yeah. Like, I don't even know if I can invite you to me and Will's Christmas party now. But, 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 when it comes to stuff coming out in articles, they do have to approve it by people that are part of the articles. Well, GQ reached out to Beyonce's representatives and their comment was, we have no clue what she's talking about and they would they would not comment on the situation. Mm. I don't know. I just think but, that... But even, even, so I, like, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, um, like anytime someone, there's an article and someone says anything about it, the, the before it's even published, the, the author of the article has to, Fact check, like. I'm not denying that it didn't happen at the is party. This, like they have to go to like, yo, Beyonce. This is I got a story from Tiffany Hashes. It's cool, and then she's either gonna be like, nah, I don't know what she's talking about. Like, tell her she can't say that, or they be like, yeah, yeah, it's whatever. Like, didn't she just did she say names? No. All right, cool. All I'm saying is, oh girl, I just think you need to tread a little lightly. I I, I agree. I agree. I mean, act like you've been there, sort of thing. Look what happened to poor Carrie Hilston. 
<laughs> who can actually sing and write. We've never. And we, she's bad as shit. We haven't. I mean, she talked about she did her first interview. And, and like, she got them pop school skills. Hey, oh, we can't to, forget she about had that. To, she had to do that to get back onto the scene. Um, For she that did, hot second. Yeah. <laughs> she recently just did an interview talking about how she went into like a deep, dark depression. After that whole thing happened. What happened with it? Because she said something Remember about Beyonce. Remember she did the um, You Turning Me Off remix. And uh. she did a whole verse about uh, Beyonce. Like, I wrote your music. Blah, 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 blah. Like, you're not the real Turn queen. Oh, shit. I don't yeah, remember that. Yeah, it was, it was bad. Everybody was like. That was the last time I remember her, her seeing, like. Everybody was like, uh, we don't think you just did that. <laughs> like, uh. And that was, like, Beyonce, like, Beyonce's big now. But that was, like, right at, like, the peak. That was, like, single ladies. Yeah. Yeah, nah. It was, like, this is. Timing is everything, Carrie. I think somebody was like, uh, this is this is this is not yeah. a good idea. Abort, abort mission. See, that's what having the wrong people around your crew is so critical. It's like if she if she had the right people to be like, uh, not yet, sis. Yeah, this is not but yet. that's what I'm saying. Like, this even is like, your first album. Like, Relax. so I'm wondering. So the, here's the thing, you guys. She had Tiffany had already did the interview with GQ before the uncensored show came out so mm-hmm. the, the damage was already done mm-hmm. it was just when gq was going to release yeah i mean the, and they the, do the, they do the stuff months in advance correct yeah. do you get what i'm trying to say so we're kind of double charging her for something that she did at the same at the same time but i'm wondering if her peoples were like hey maybe you should talk to us about this before you decide to release right. this story do you get what i'm trying to say yeah i'm saying it's tread lightly but my guess everybody is is gwyneth paltrow i can roll with that tell us who you guys think it was who bit Beyonce in the Facebook live chat. I would love to hear what you guys think. I, I can roll with that. That's a very, 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 very good. That's her homegirl. Her homegirl. Her homegirl was drawn. That's she a was, good guess. She was. She was. If I had to go to Vegas and put money, I'll put money on that. She was drawing that night. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. Really quick before we end the ratchet recap. Quick story. Cardi B is now officially releasing her album April 6th. It's called. Um, like next week. Yeah, like <laughs> she um, released a cover. What's it called? Bardier Biffany's? No, Evasion of Privacy. It's called Evasion of Privacy. Oh. She released the artwork. She also plans to officially announce her pregnancy. She's pregnant? Yeah, she's due in July. What? It's like Offset's 10th child. It's like dumb. It's stupid. It's just such, it's horrible. It's bad. I don't see this Terrible lasting. timing. It's not going to last. We all know that. Oh They're not going to get married. And it's also public. Then like his, 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 uh, the girl that's claiming that he cheated on her with and it was pregnant that baby just was born and she like bruh just take the dna test like right like she like i don't have it in the high like just take the dna test and he's like refusing she put up she put text message screenshot text messages up on twitter it's like yo cardi like you you good right like you don't need doing the mostest the mostest she's doing july she said that um she believes someone in her camp she's been trying to hide it someone in her camp released it so she said instead of continuing to like try to keep it hush hush She's going to go ahead and just announce Oh, it. well, then that person in her camp don't need to be in her camp no more. She, she doesn't uh, know who it is, but she believes it could have only been someone in her camp because only her camp knows right. that she's... Like, you can tell by the dresses and stuff she's yeah, been wearing yeah, in like, performances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Like, they're covering her stomach and stuff like that. But she's, like, seven months pregnant. Mm. Crazy. Well, there you have it, everybody. That's the Ratchet Recap. Wait, can we? Can I, can I add something? Absolutely. Did you see Christina Aguilera? Oh, on the cover of a paper. paper magazine. Yo. I didn't even know it was her. I had to be like, huh? Because I saw because I saw Carson Dilly had posted up. Yeah. And it, it said her name. I was like, what? And I had to go like look it up. Look it up. And I was like, yeah. oh shit, it is her. She's so. Yo, why does she not look like like why why doesn't she? 
look like that all the time? All the time. I don't know. But she, um, you know, well, Paper Magazine is known for people doing like really controversial like, things yeah, on their yeah, covers yeah. and the stuff like that. The whole Kim Kardashian. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So she um, did a whole spread with mm-hmm. no makeup. Yeah, I saw the, I saw and, the picture. And like, I didn't even show. realize that she had like freckles and all the other stuff like that. She looked amazing. It's, she looked great. I was like, what the fuck? Shout out to Christina Aguilera. She wanted to wear all that cake. Like, she does like bright stuff. Yeah, too. like, pff, I, that's what it was like a totally, like, it was a totally different person. I was like, wow. I fucked with it. Yeah. So I had to throw that one in there. All right, everybody. It's your girl, Lauren Reed, right here on What Ice Radio. We will be right back with our guest. And we are going to go back into our T.I. playlist. Hey. Jay, this is you. What's going What you got coming up? I had up? to bring in the all-star team for this one. It was T.I., Kanye, Lil Wayne, Jay-Z, yes. Swagger, and M.I.A. Yep. One of the most influential artists in the last 15 years. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> everybody be jacking her style, man. Swagger like us, everybody. Yep. It's your girl, Lauren Reed, right here on What Ice Radio. We will be right back. Yeah. And we are back, everybody. It's your girl, Lauren Reed, right here on What Eyes Radio. Yeah, yeah. And we found our guest. There she is. <laughs> She's here. <laughs> we found her. We have Felicia Harris here. She is the principal of High Touch Enterprises. Hello, Felicia. Felicia, everybody. We're here. I've been trying to get Felicia on the show for some time now, even when we were back at the the other place. Oh, word? Yeah. Whoa. So, actually, I met Felicia at a from friends okay and then she came on she was at she was a visitor with someone at with the show at the other place okay and I, we were looking at each other like Girl, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right that's right I, figured out, like, I, I introduced myself like i didn't i, I have met you that's right it was a couple like, years back mm, though you ever know you see somebody you like i know them from somewhere but i yeah. don't know where literally we had just been at yeah, their cookout, cookout. Yep. wow that's right well, i remember tiffany, this well tiffany is a friend of the show so he knows yeah, him, yeah, yeah, so yeah. we were like oh yeah that's what's up. That we just had we had met there, so I was like, I gotta get you back on the Did show. Did you go to Temple too? Uh, only for um, my master. No, program. excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. To you. No, 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 excuse, excuse me, excuse me. Keep me quiet, please. We can claim it. We can just claim cla- it. Just, to you. I want like I need like background music to introduce <laughs> this for the first time, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. We do have an H U H U H U. You know, Whack. in the building, bison all day. I'm hyped because the first time. In the history of Lauren I'm Lyons. a bison first, always. <laughs> yeah. Listen, always. every damn show is somebody here from Temple, and I'm yeah, like, hey. <laughs> yeah. I'll have my Howard you shirt on. They'll be like, to you. Yes. Howard is finally in the building. That's what's up. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I like but Howard. She, she still went to the Temple. I'll yeah. give her. My master's, yeah. Undergrad is different. Yeah, she got her master's at Temple. But I bleed blue. Yay. See that? You had a chance to go we there can't all too. Be you had a chance. <laughs> <laughs> you had a chance too, but you know, you took another route. But anyway, no, we're seriously, we are so happy to have you here on the show finally. Yeah. You have so much going on and we wanted to end off Women's History Month with you here because yep. you are definitely a mover and shaker yes. in the city. So we're going to jump right in and start talking about who are you, Felicia Harris? Wow, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I wear so many different hats. So a lot of times when people ask me that I have the thing, I'm like, so what does this person do? So whatever I say is relevant. But I'll just run it off because mm-hmm. we're on the show today. Let's do right. It. So first and foremost, I'm principal of High Touch Enterprises, marketing and fundraising company. I chair the Philadelphia Commission for Women. I was appointed by the mayor. 
Um, I'm third vice president of the NAACP. I'm founder and president of the Influencing Action Movement. We do mentoring for high school students and young professionals. That's when it? do you sleep? That's all you get. <laughs> like, do you nap or no? <laughs> oh no, I sleep. Don't get don't get it twisted. I sleep. Yeah. It's about building a team. Yeah. I don't do it all yes. by myself. Yes. You have to have a team. Sure. The team is definitely definitely important. So, um, just kind of tell us how you kind of sort of got your start and how you know you kind of molded yourself into this pioneer that you are right now. Wow, I've never even heard anyone say that before. You know what I mean? Wow. That's what we do around so here. Pioneer. Gas so, up people, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> we're not gassing, you are a no, pioneer. I'm, you are definitely a pioneer. I'm, I'm going to give you the real. Like, I, this this was God's plan. This was not mm. my plan because yes. my plan didn't, it fell through a few times. Mm. Um, so, I graduated, um, I came out of Howard in 2008, mm-hmm. which was during a recession. And I, I was one of those, yes. So, we were like, what, last in, first out? Yep. Yeah, and I had yeah. um I had a job in New York. I wanted to be a stager for a real estate company. Okay. And so I was a marketing major. I'm like, yes. And then I was like, what's my niche in marketing? And I was like, all right, real estate. So when I graduated, I already had my real estate license and I already had a job in New York. Like, I started working two weeks after graduation. Wow. And then, you know, September rolled around and the big mortgage bubble and the housing market collapsed. When the fun happened, right? right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it, I was, like, in a panic because I'm like – Half my college career, I'm thinking, like, this is exactly what I was right. going to do. They I was said, excited. nothing will ever happen to this it's market. Like, what? Right. <laughs> they lied. Everything happens to that and market. And you're in New York. They, and I was yeah. in New York. It was expensive. Yeah, 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 I had yeah. to move back home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 bas- I, I, I basically, I humbly bowed out right. of the real estate market, and I came back to Philly, and um, I got a job at the Urban Affairs Coalition. I was actually a advocate for minority workers okay. on the Pennsylvania Convention Center expansion project. Oh, okay. And so basically I was on site and what verified that the minorities that the contractor said they had was working was really working because, right. you know, they be lying. Yes. <laughs> It was a, but it was a, it was an important job, but it was boring. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I used that time, I guess, to kind of figure out what I wanted to do. And along that um, time, I just made one thing that remained consistent is I volunteered. Okay. And so I volunteered with a program um, that helps teenage girls um, while they're in high school because I went through the program myself. Mm-hmm. So every Saturday, I was volunteering with the program. I had extra time on my hands, so then I stopped help, help. I started to actually like plan the workshops and stuff, and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could be a school teacher. Wrong. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to teach high school math because I'm good at math and I like working with high school students. And so I went back to um, school. I went back to Arcadia first for a mm-hmm. year to get my master's. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of my teachers referred me to this teaching fellows program. And she said they can pay for your master's. I was like, why not? Word. But I had to quit my job to join the program. So I quit my job, got into the program. And then I failed out of the program because I couldn't pass all the um, exams for certification. Oh, wow. And so then I was unemployed in the middle of August, like hair looking a mess. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, was in, I was living, I was back living with my mom. And it was just not like pleasant. stressing. It, okay. it was like, I was like, what am I doing? My life was doing loans was kicking in they didn't want to hear that i didn't have a job they didn't want me to defer but those are the those are like the best things that ever happened like those downfalls is because you do have all the time like how the hell am i going to get out of this and that's when you become the most creative well so I'm a, I'm I act on impulse because mm-hmm. I hate I can't be just complacent and I can't the, the word failure like failure is not an option right mm-hmm. and so but I accept it but 
I accept that I failed, but I don't have to live in my failure. Sure. Right. right. So I don't live in it. Yeah. And so I immediately was like, well, you know what? I'm going to move to D.C. Because at the same time, one thing I want to say is that and I don't think I've ever publicly say, said it, but I was embarrassed mm -hmm. because everyone knew I quit my job to do this program. I was I like yeah. and I was like at the top of the program. Yeah. And then, you know, you fell out of the program and you like, like, what you going to do now? What happened? So I, I, I had to run. I had to run from my embarrassment. So I was yeah. like, I'm moving to D.C. I'm yes. going back to D.C. My girlfriend at the time, she said, oh, my lease is almost up in my place. We can get a two bedroom apartment together. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Right. I started applying the jobs. I got a job in two weeks. Wow. I was executive assistant to the president at the Center for Education Reform. And they do like educational policy. They're okay. pro-choice, pro-charter. Okay. Pro and um, every you ever seen the Double Words Prada? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. That was that was my job. Oh that really? Was, she, she was she was the Double Words. She was Prada. Prada. It was so bad. Whoa. Like I was losing hair. Oh I was God. losing sleep. Phone just ringing. Oh my gosh! So my doctor ended up putting me. I had to take sleeping pills just Whoa. to sleep because I couldn't sleep through the night. I had really bad anxiety, and like I would be having panic attacks. I literally would be in my car. I was I was late to work every day because I was in my car crying. Whoa. Not wanting to go in. Oh my gosh, she That's was a, real. You had a real life Miranda. Yeah. It was so bad. I was not tough enough for that job because I was also um it was only me and one other black person in the office. Okay. And we know how that story goes. We know yeah. we don't even have to go into yeah. it. It was so bad. All it was right. so bad. And so I was stressed and my mom was like, You could come home. I was like, No, I'm not coming home. <laughs> I'm not coming home again. Not again. And um, I actually ended up getting carpal tunnel, actually, in both of my hands. And on one of my hands, I had to have surgery, all from this job, because I was like this every day, just typing, 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 typing. And she was like down my back, and she was a monster. And um, I know, I know. And after the surgery, I was like, you know what, this is too much. I asked the doctor, like, what could I do? And my doctor told me to quit my job. <laughs> Number one. My doctor said Qu you should quit your job. So I, I quit. Right. And I came back to Philly again mm -hmm. with Third no time. plan. Second time. Second time. Okay. No plan again. Just like Figure straight, I'm straight here. bum. Right. Straight. I was, I was like a straight bum. <laughs> My dad this time, he was like, well, he's like, you messing up your credit. So mm -hmm. he's like, you need to just take any job. And I'm like, I'm not like working fast food. I'm not right. working retail. Right. So I went to, a, um, I ended up working in a call. I went to a temp agency and they placed me in a call center with one in one internet. <laughs> it's like a GoDaddy. Okay. And so, like, I learned everything about hosting, how to build websites. That's awesome. Oh. I was like, oh, this is a great little yeah, side little thing. Practical right. knowledge. Yeah. So I created a blog called phillygirltalk.com in my downtime. That was, I was like, well, I have to have, you know, you have to have a project to build to yeah. use those skills. Absolutely. So I started this website called phillygirltalk.com. And basically it was a mentoring website where each week me and my friends, we would rotate on who wrote a blog post about a different issue that we knew teenage girls were facing and engage them in a dialogue. So sure. we were trying to influence action through conversation. And essentially, our guy friends was like, you ain't got nothing for the guys. So we was like, all right. So we started fullyguytalk.com. Okay. And so now we have these two blogs. And then this after-school program picks up one. And they're like, oh, can you, like, make this, like, a virtual mentoring program? He's like, sure. You know, I don't got nothing else to that's see dope. working in this call yeah, center. Yeah, yeah. And so then that's how the influencing action movement was born. And so that's started seeing everything <laughs> happening. So during that time, I was still applying to other jobs. And one of my mentors, Councilwoman Marion Tasco, because I met her through volunteering. During this whole entire time, I still volunteered with this girl's program. Wow. Even when I was from in the one From the very beginning. From the very right. beginning. I traveled back from D.C. every weekend just to volunteer with this yeah, program. <laughs> That's why your hair is falling out. <laughs> but 
that was no, that was actually the one thing that gave me peace. It was like an escape. Okay. Like okay. working with the girls, like gave it was it, it was, was like so fulfilling. Was like right. Okay. Yeah. So That's then wild. like starting this blog and then a blog development to a program, like it was a happy place for me. That is pretty cool. Yeah. And so like one of my mottos is service is the rent we pay for our time here on earth. Mm-hmm. And I think that because I remained consistent in my giving, mm-hmm. I think God started to bless me. Sure. And then also God had to humble me because I had a plan. Mm-hmm. And he was like, No, this isn't the plan I had for you. Mm-hmm. And when I kind of got to a point where I just surrendered and just started letting things happen, like the blog blossomed, turned into a whole program. We got funded for three years. Wow. That's how Influencing Action Movement was born. And then after that, um, someone, one of my mentors said, oh, you know, um, the Urban Affairs Coalition, where I worked at before, they're looking for an executive assistant to the president. I'm like, I was like, what? Oh. I was, no, I was like, no, I just left. Right. And I, Executive that assistant. Made me, that made me pull my hair out and have carpal tunnel. I'm good. I was like, I'm good. I said no. You had to get surgery for that. I said no. And my dad said, well, you know, if your you dad, don't like it, you can quit. Your dad said yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm tired of getting you money every yeah, month. Yeah, yeah. I think me and my dad probably celebrated like a five-year anniversary since the last time I actually had to borrow money. <laughs> if you're out there and you have daughters, just know that you may still be financially supporting them until like the age of 25 or 30 right. so nope. be prepared yeah, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> i'm thinking about it I'm like i just texted my dad about a birthday <laughs> gift today and it was monetary right. <laughs> just just know just know that you still gonna have to be a crutch Yo, so right so but that I, is like crazy like so you were philly new york dc back to philly like all over the place and this well i that's how i am was birthed basically yep. and then all these other things started to flourish from that yeah so hold that thought We'll be back. We're yeah. going to talk more about that. Um, you were not here when we announced this, but tonight our playlist is uh, pretty much sur- surrounded by your last name. So you're Felicia Harris. We decided to do our favorite T.I. songs because ah! he is Tim Harris. <laughs> so we're on our third. We're on the third song for Ken tonight. Folk. What up, Ken Folk? Is it my pick or your pick? Oh, it's my pick. Back on me, right? Yep. This is one of my favorites because it has JT with it. So this is T.I. with JT, Dead and Gone. It's your girl, Lauren Ree. On What I Ice Radio, we will be right back. We are back. We are back. Yes. We live. Water Ice Radio. Hey. We got Felicia Harris uh, from High Touch Incorporated. Um, just got her backstory on how she got to where she's at right now. Yes. So we're going to move past all that. I know. I had to give you. I had to tell people how. No, it was great. The no. struggle was real. We were talking about it off camera. Like, people need to tell these stories so that people can understand that there is a struggle. <laughs> and that you got to outlive it. You got to get past it, you know, to get to where you got to go. And it's okay to share it. Right. Because some people don't want to share it. Like you said, the embarrassment of it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, they don't want people to know. But you got to share it. Yeah. Get it off. It's, it is definitely um, enlightening when you hear other people's stories that's very similar to yours. It's like, oh, okay. Yep. We good. <laughs> you know? Yep. So that's what's up. Thanks for sharing. So High Touch Enterprises. Um, definitely want to know how that came about. Um, doing some research. You guys have done fundraising for nonprofits and raised over $3 million, have Whoa. over 200 events. Um, you guys do marketing, event production. Just talk about how you came up with High Touch Enterprise. So I took that job as executive assistant at the Urban Affairs Coalition, mm. knowing I was going to quit after two weeks. And I actually stayed there for six years. Wow. Wow. Um, it was like a dream job because after like the first six months, the marketing director left. Remember, I had this marketing degree and um, literally the president of the company, Charmaine Metlock Turner. I love her to death. She took me under her wing and she taught me everything that she knew. Mm. So she wasn't Miranda. You got she that wasn't. opposite. Yeah. She was like Oprah. 
But she, but Damn. your but Miranda got you ready she for. She did. She did. Oh my gosh! I felt like that was executive assistant boot camp. Right. <laughs> I came in the first day. I'm like, so how do you want your coffee? <laughs> I came in the first day. How do you want your coffee? She said, I didn't hire you to make coffee. Wow. I hired you to work. I'm like, who? Yes. Yeah, yes. Um, and she's all about equipping and empowering empowering women um, to be their best selves. And so, like that, it be, that's why it was a dream job. That's amazing. Okay. It, I mean, definitely it had its grit moments, mm-hmm. but I never felt belittled. Okay. I always felt like she was preparing me for something, and she did. And so, UAC actually is a client now, Urban Affairs Coalition. Mm-hmm. Um, Look at that. They have they have the biggest networking breakfast in the city of Philadelphia. It's at the convention center, almost a thousand people. Wow. And um, we raise between four hundred and fifty to five hundred thousand dollars a year. Dang. When I first got, Can I hire you to just fundraise for me. <laughs> <laughs> I just want money. We need some money. <laughs> <laughs> so when I first got there, though, and this is a lesson for people, you have to um, learn before you can lead. Mm-hmm. And so I took time to learn because she had already been doing that breakfast for about 12 years before I got there okay. and she was raising close to $300,000 and had about 600 people mm. and so I learned what she did and then I also could see like where improvement could be made sure. and so I mastered that system and then came up with new systems and to the point where six years later I was doing it myself and other people and other companies mm-hmm. started to see that mm-hmm. and they're like wait can you do that for me too mm-hmm. and so the African American Chamber of Commerce was my first client like outside of working at wow. UAC which helped me start high touch enterprises the president um, mike banks that was his first year as president he was like look he's like i have to this first year i had to blow it out the water and i need somebody like you on my team i'm like me i was like look i'm i just started grad school i got a plan right again i got my plan and he was like i think you should do this he had to ask me i said no three times before i finally said yes came back wow before i finally said yes and i did it i think i was scared because it was like stepping out on my own. Like right. didn't have, I didn't even tell my job that I was starting this business and I was doing this project. Um, my boss found out when she came to the event. Oh, wow. So she, she, that's how she found out you did the event? She came to the event. I knew she, and I knew she was coming to the event. And she put two and two together when she saw me like with my, she saw with me with the headset on and stuff. And she was like, wait, you, like how did, when did you find time to do this? It's right. working for me. Right. And so, but that, that I made a point though, right. because it's like, oh, you can do both. Right. And I did do both. Find you one that can do both, yo. <laughs> so I helped, I, they doubled their fundraising that year. Wow. So they went from 70,000 to when they bought me on, we did 140,000 in the first year and we sold out at 650, 650 people. And before they probably had between three and 400 people come to the event. Wow. So I'm all about paying for convenience and services and things of that nature. And I think that it's really important that people do do things grassroots and know that they can do things on their own. But why is it important to have someone like High Touch Enterprise back you in certain events that you're kind of doing to to push yourself forward? I think that um, having a company like mine's become an objective. I think that when you have your baby and you nurse it from the ground up, or when you're in it day to day, there are certain things that you don't see. And then there are a lot of things that you only see mm-hmm. because it's yours. Because it's yours. Right. <laughs> and so like, even like I said, I had to learn before I could leave. When I went into UAC, she had been doing it for like 13, 14 years already by herself. And so it's like, they kind of became stagnant. And so then you have me, I come in and I'm like, well, let's try these things. Cause I have an, an, an objective eye. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I bring and my company brings to the table when people bring us on. We don't come in to like, oh, this is the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. We come and we learn 
what you're already doing. We want to know about the culture of the organization. We want to know what your mission is. We want to know what your future goals are. Yeah, you want to raise more money, but like what's the long-term objective mm -hmm. and what is this money being used for? Right. Because at the end of the day, I'm still a marketer. And so it's about crafting a message. Right. And so all the events that I produce or that High Touch produces, they're all for marketing purposes. So it's to tell the story. Mm -hmm. We're going to okay. raise money at the same time, but we right. have to tell the story. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I no, mean, I was ahead. just no, like, I feel like, because I'm... I'm in marketing as well, but I just like, I have questions about like how or what you saw, what they were doing and how'd you put your own touch into it, but we don't have to talk about that. That's like, that's like, that's, like, that's off air that's stuff. Secrets. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, got yeah, you. Yeah, so what kind of business um, should come to high touch? Like, you know, what should they have already together? All of them. Yeah. So um, that's a per that's an awesome question because people call me, they think that I can just raise money out of thin air. Right. And I have to have a consultation. And at the end of the consultation, some people I have to tell that I can't help you, right. mm -hmm. just to be honest. And so when I talk, when we talk about the type of clients that high touch service on a nonprofit side, they're usually nonprofits that already have a network. You already have to have a database. Um, you, and the thing is, you may not be maximizing it. So that's what we help you do. Mm -hmm. But you already have to have the relationships. Mm -hmm. um, and if you already have the relationships, then we can we can work with that yeah. now if you don't have the relationships you need to have the capital because it's going to take time and money to build the relationships Absolutely. and you can't be looking to raise money within even within a year if you don't have the relationships so you have to have the capital to invest into building those relationships going out to events okay and like we help you with that strategy we help you um, maintain those relationships because the first time you ask someone for money it shouldn't be the first time you meet with them right you have to build a relationship. They have to learn your company. So yeah. it might also require some rebranding. So I actually have some clients where it's like, they may have gotten a grant and they have funding and they can hire us and they're like, great. And so now we have like this two year plan where we can rebrand everything they're doing, recraft, retell their message and simultaneously help them build those relationships. Mm. Excuse me. And then by year two, they're raising money. So I have two questions. Uh, so what if they don't have, first one is what if they don't have the the, the capital or the foundation the, the, the or the relationships yeah, yeah. you need a grant writer i'm not a grant writer i'm gonna okay. say that i'm not a grant writer i would say you need a grant writer so that you can get the capital um or two you need to start spending time building those relationships mm -hmm. and then after you build those relationships then give us a call um, but we, you have to have one or the other. And when you say building those relationships, you're talking about networking and the like the different sponsors you want to yes. kind of reach out to, different things of that nature. Definitely networking. And I mean, I give out free advice all the time. And, and so if you're listening and you don't have the network or the capital and you're trying to figure out how do I build the network, look at some of the top sponsors and go to their events. Yeah. A lot of people expect people just to come to their stuff. Oh, well, I invited all these people and they didn't come. Are you going to other people's stuff? Right. You have to get out there. You have to go to other people's stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. And you have to talk to people when you go. Yeah. And then you have to follow up with them when you get there. It's really not it's rocket science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a process, pro but it ain't hard. <laughs> it's not hard. So then my other question was, uh, can you like just explain how important it is for um, any organization to really focus on their branding? Oh, branding is everything. Mm -hmm. um, especially... Um, during a time where everything is so oversaturated, I'm actually encouraging people to go back to traditional forms of marketing because um, social media and the internet is like flooded. And if you don't have the money to put behind great paid advertisement or you don't have great creative concepts that could possibly make something go viral, not everything is going to go viral. Correct. And a lot of the things that go viral, people never expected them to go viral. It's not, it's not something you can plan for. Um, 
So you uh, traditional marketing is actually becoming more effective, yeah. and I hope not everybody now goes and do it. Yeah. But get ahead of the game and go back to pen and paper. Yeah. Thank you, handwritten thank you notes. Like people are like, oh, I haven't gotten a real note in forever, and it's nice. Let me put it on my desk. I get I get happy when I get letter like mail. Send people <laughs> gifts. Invest in swag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stuff with your logo on it and send it to their office. Um, you have to go back to the, you have to go back to the basics. Yeah, wow. That's a that's a gem. That's a free gem. That is a free gem. I am going to ask uh, for another free gem after this break. Okay. Um, I want to talk about the importance of networking because mm. um, the bottom line is people say oh, I'm going to go to a networking event and when they get there they do the nah. total opposite, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I, I, no, literally there should be like a networking one-on-one class mm-hmm. because I don't think people really know how to network. Mm. So I'm going to ask you about that when we come back. Okay. Um, but we have more music, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of actually lost on where we are. We're on my pick. We're on your pick. Okay. What you know about that? Yeah. You know that was on the that. um. You know that's my favorite that. movie. Uh, ATL? ATL. That's your favorite movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Oh, I was like, what? I like know all the words uh, like it's it's <laughs> pretty new, sad new, new that new new yes that's you that's why it's that, one that's of, you shut up it's ratchet <laughs> ratchet bougie don't do that to me not with guests in the building okay <laughs> okay that's not true don't right. do it what you know about that it was a hot song uh probably his biggest hit yeah it was really really good all right you guys it's your girl lauren Reed right here on what ice radio we have felicia harris in the building <laughs> jada gentleman is here we will be right back everybody we are back, everybody. It's your girl, Lauren Reed, right here on What Are Eyes Radio. Yeah, yeah. And that was T.I. with What You Know About That. Yep. And again, we have Felicia Harris here. She is the principal of High Touch Enterprises. And she is dropping gems on us tonight. I love it. For sure. I know. That's why we have women like yeah, her come on lives. to the... I know. Lives out here. That's what we try to do. So I wanted to get into, because I'm sure you had to do a lot of this, which is networking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so networking is like key and building your business, building your brands, um, asking people for money, funding, sponsorship, everything. And I think people actually kind of confuse sometimes networking with partying yeah. or gathering. Oh, or, getting lit. Oh, getting lit. <laughs> like networking events can easily quickly turn into so something turn different, right? Totally. So I'm all about someone having like a networking one-on-one, a one-on-one forum. Like a workshop? Oh, like a workshop, basically. I've done those. There we go. <laughs> so with that being said, what is like a, what are some of the misconceptions of networking and what are some things that people must do when they're networking? I think the big, the first biggest misconception is that you have to be a sociable person. I am socially awkward. Well, I feel like I am and I hate networking. Um, so I have to set goals. So you have to like, you have to set a goal before you go into the room. Um, and it's also good to try to figure out who's going to be in the room. Okay. Like, cause you may be in the wrong room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you don't want to go into the wrong room and no one there has anything to do with what you're doing. So if you have a goal and you kind of know what type of people are in a the room. Then you kind of also come up with like, what are those first three questions I would ask someone when I approach them? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so it's like, you have to prepare yourself cause you just go in there. You're probably going to talk to end up talking to one person for the whole night because that person makes you feel comfortable mm-hmm. and you're not going to meet the people that you want to meet. Mm-hmm. So 
again you have to have a goal and like when you have a goal then you're not going to spend too much time on one person it's like wait you ain't got so it's like you gotta do your homework before you go you have to you have to i know that um finding something a personal interest between you and that person always helps so like i mean philly you know we have a lot of transplants here so Mm. one of the first questions i ask after their name what did they do it's like oh where you are you from here like where are you from and start having a conversation about where they're from if they're not from here how did they end up here and mm. that in itself will take on a whole conversation Absolutely. of its own. Right. And if they are from here and you're from here, then it's like, okay, so what high school did you go to? Mm. Starts another conversation Station. of its own. And so just asking those those questions to get to know a person. Like once you know what they do, every that that's cool. Now you have that in your mental and you're like, all right, this person does marketing or this person does finance. I can hit them up later when I figure out what I need them for. But right now, I just need to know them and they need to remember yeah, me. So that's what song. my next question was. Do you go in for the kill at the networking no. event? Okay. No, you don't make your ask at the networking okay. event. Just, it's the same concept with money. The first time you ask someone for money isn't the first time you meet them. Okay. You have, they have to get to know you a little mm-hmm. bit. And so um, at the networking event, it's really about meeting as many people as possible and making a lasting impression on people. And that's why you have to ask those questions to find things in common. Mm -hmm. So a good thing is say that you're not from Philly and someone else is, then you can ask them like, so where are some great things that I can do? People love to talk about themselves. Ask them questions where it's not yes or no answers, but where they can start telling a story. Exactly. And that's going to also help you remember that person. And then after the event, same principles for fundraising, Mm -hmm. you follow up nice meeting you if you feel like that's someone you want to connect with on the on you know for business um purposes or on a deeper deeper level then you want to um in that email you may say let's meet up for coffee one day so we can continue the conversation i didn't have enough time to really talk to you at the event we'd love to explore right potential opportunities and take you it from there you just gave a workshop you just gave a workshop right now oh literally <laughs> you, you just said that <laughs> you're welcome people we'll get an invoice later yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh by the way uh, <laughs> all right so let's shift from that um the philadelphia's uh philadelphia women's commission yeah um you are chair on that how did that come That's about dope. yeah so look i tell people just show up you show up to stuff and good things happen sure um I'm still trying to 100% figure out how it really came full circle, but I know that so through the influencing action movement, we started to do a lot in civic engagement. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm sure you guys probably know Anton Moore from Unity in the Community. I don't actually. No, no. he's big in South Philly. I'm terrible. Oh man. So Anton, um, he uh, he has a nonprofit based in South Philly. And we actually got into an um, Instagram debate one day about why people don't vote. And okay. <laughs> from there, that's we end up like creating like Philadelphia Voter Education Week <laughs> because that's his awesome. reason was like people aren't voting because they don't trust the politicians. And I'm like, I feel like that's like the second reason they're really not informed. Like we can hold right. them accountable. Like they don't realize the power in their vote. Like, and he's like, it's the politicians, you know responsibility to make people feel empowered i'm like no it's the people's responsibility to be empowered 
because you can't leave that power to the elected official or like change isn't going to happen. And so I started making it a personal mission of the influencing action movement to make sure that our high school students were civically engaged and they knew okay. um, about policy and politics and how it works so that when they become of age to vote, that they're ready and they're equipped. And they're educated, right? Yes. And then the mentors in our program for our high school students, they're all young professionals. And so what's unique about our model is pay it forward. So um, they mentor a high school student and in exchange, we give them an executive or a CEO level mentor to help them in their career. Wow. Nice. Yeah. That's and very cool. So we also wanted to make sure they were engaged as well. So we have like political roundtables around voter, um, around major elections. We do like um, voter registration drives and things like that hmm. just to make sure that people are aware. We actually did a, um, a voter bar, bar crawl with the um, young professionals. Wow, that's cool. Um, going out to the bars. Now we're <laughs> <laughs> <And> I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, we partnered with Unity and a community on that. And we actually hit up bars on Fridays and Saturday nights. And literally our goal was like, we would buy someone a drink and talk to them about the upcoming election. And you'd be surprised how many people didn't know there was an election oh, yeah. coming up. Oh yeah. It's like, oh, that's why my daughter's school was closed. <laughs> I was like, Yo. oh, my God. That's real, though. Yeah, it is. And then we actually get a lot of the politicians to come out to the bar. And wow. some people have never met someone running for office. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. When Jim Kenney was running for office, he came right. to these bar crawls too. A lot of a lot of people who are elected now because they went to the people, right? And a lot of people don't do that. And yeah. so um, I know I kind of went off subject, but nonetheless, those activities that I did, I guess, gave notice to my platform. Sure. And so the Mayor's Commission for Women um, actually had not been around for almost 30 years because it was under executive order, which means that a mayor could decide if he wanted to have a commission for women or not, just like you have a commission for mm -hmm. LGBT affairs, um, for Asian American affairs. There are like 100 different commissions in the city, but um, some of them are under executive order. So a mayor can decide if this doesn't align with my platform, I'm not going to have it. Take it back to my mentor, Councilwoman Marion Tasco, her and Councilwoman Blondell Reynolds-Brown um, took the question to the voters to make it a permanent rule under the Home Rule Charter, which means that it would be a permanent commission um, and it would no longer be optional for a mayor to have a commission for women. They had to have one. Um, and so the voters voted in 2015. Everyone said, well, majority said yes. And so there became a permanent commission. And then 2016 is when the commission um, was appointed. And by then, Jim Kinney was in office. The mayor gets 10 appointees and each um, city council representative gets an appointee as well. So it's 26 commissioners. Mm. I was appointed by the mayor and they actually interviewed all of us and asked us like, um, like what were some of our objectives? Like why were we passionate about women's rights issues and things like that? And I guess they wanted to find like a well balance. And I mean, I was surprised when I got the call and they said, well, do you want to be chair? Oh, snap. I'm like, okay, great. So like, you guys must really like yeah. some of the ideas I yeah, had. Right. <laughs> but I think beyond that, it was, I was more concerned about all the issues. Like how can we you know, address as many issues as possible. Like I'm definitely passionate about mentoring mm. and mentorship for yeah. young girls. But I was, I was like, I would love to be a part of the commission to figure out what the other issues are because it's a diverse group of women. Sure. And um, so our executive director, Jovita Hill, she's a little older. And so they kind of want to balance it out. So they wanted someone younger. Gotcha. So I was 30 at the time, well, 29 at the time I was appointed chair. So, um, I think it was a good balance and it's been a good balance. And we actually just had our second annual summit this past Friday. Nice. Um, at the Jewish American Museum of History. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, we had a great turnout. 
and um having a lot of anniversaries lately i <laughs> know right to, <laughs> to, <laughs> two years old definitely so i'm sure you've gotten this question before because you seem to be very uh, focused on like the women's issues in the community and mentoring young girls and or just mentoring in general um do i smell you running for any type of office at any point no <laughs> not really at all. i have no so originally when i think when i first started becoming very active in the community like after that second time i moved back to philly yeah. I, i've stayed i haven't left since right. been here since 2010 now so when i moved back that time um so pay it for a model. So mentor council, Marion Tasco, met her through the mentorship program with the teen girls. So I was driving back and forth every weekend for, she appointed me to be a committee person in my district. She said, if you're going to, you know, be any mentee mm-hmm. of mine, you had to be involved. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up being a committee person. I was appointed for the first year. Then I had to actually run for the position come the second year. It's a four year term. I ended up becoming vice chair of my neighborhood association i'm on the board of my neighborhood's rec center and so i didn't realize when people talk about quality of life issues what they really mean like litter on the streets potholes crime and that in itself the way she pushed me into it really was like wow this is real like this is why some neighborhoods are better than others and it's like our meetings were packed and then, like, I started to, like, visit other people's meetings. Some other districts didn't even have meetings. And when you did mm. go, and the meetings I went to, I was always the youngest person in the room. Then the next person was, like, 60. Wow. And that so, it, old, the, the gap. Huge the gap. Yeah. Huge gap. And so, people, like, young people just hadn't been showing up. And so, I'm like, well, I'm going to use my platforms and get people to show up to yeah. stuff. Like, right. we need to have a say. If there's no youth programming at the rec center down the street, it's because there's no young people on the board right. at the rec center. Right. Oh, you didn't know it was a board at the rec center. I didn't know either. But you got to show up. Right. You got to right. get involved. Makes sense. That's awesome. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the last 10 years must have been crazy for you. Like, you said you moved, when you moved back to Philly, and you just, like, all this just started happening. Right. No. That's nuts. I know. I know. I was just telling my friend the other day, I'm like, I still have these moments where I'm like, wait, I have my own business. Like, <laughs> people depend on me for a paycheck. Right, right, right. Like, I'm my own boss now. I was like, wait, how did this happen? This wasn't supposed, this supposed to be the 20-year plan, not the 10-year plan. Wow. Yeah. Just um, moved up a little bit. Just moved up it a little did. bit. It did. Like, a lot of things, I think, really happened for me showing up. Um, I changed churches in the middle of it. Um, I was... That's another thing. You are a deacon, deacon at your church. Yeah. You got like, <laughs> you got like, a, like tons of stuff going on. That came from showing up too. I was just showing up church. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take you right there, right? I was looking for. Um, I was really looking for a church home. Um, I think that I had gotten past the phase that most millennials are probably still in where you're trying to, you go to church to get filled, like you need your cup filled. So you want to hear a good sermon, you need some good music and you want the message to resonate with you. I had gotten past that and I'm like, where can I like build a home with where I can Mm. actually go and 
you know, make friends with people. If they're supposed to be my church family, how sure. can I, how can this be a family? Right, right. And I stumbled across Salem Baptist Church of Jenkintown. And shout all the reason, <laughs> big shout out. And the only reason I went is because my dad said, oh, you know, the pastor went to Howard. Hey, there you <laughs> go. Like, oh, well, he must be, he must be lifted. I'm going to go check, <laughs> it, go out. check it out, right? <laughs> step shows at church. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probates. And he's a Catholic too. <laughs> I mean, probates at church. <laughs> so, um, but the thing is, it's traditional, but um, it's not like a traditional uncomfortable church. Like I felt welcome as soon as I walked That's in the cool. door. That's cool. That's good. And they do a lot for the community. That's like good. the message that he preaches isn't about like things that you need to do. Um, just to feel good about yourself, and it's not about tithing so you can reap benefits. But it was. We all need to be better people. So sure. I'm going to preach to you what it means to be a better yeah, person. That's and dope. I want you to go out. Your whole pay forward. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I felt connected. It's like, yeah. this is my tribe. It, it worked out, right? It did. It did. It I love did. it. I love it. I love it. So we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we have a couple more questions for you. Because I kind of want to know when you're not doing all this stuff, mm. what is Felicia doing? Sleep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> besides sleeping or what do you like to do? And... Who supports Talisha? Who is the um, who keeps you grounded and keeps mm-hmm. pushing you for your support system? Because mm-hmm. we know that's really big around here, especially being an entrepreneur. Uh, if you don't have a support system, it kind of feels lonely sometimes when you're doing a lot of this stuff. So we'll get into that when we come back. Um, yes, my next pick. song, yeah, my pick. Yep, this is Ti with me. Like but you don't know me. I don't know how I thought about this song. That's I was just one. like, it's a good one. It's a good make you. You know, get hyped real quick. I might have to play this tomorrow before I go into the parking lot at work, for sure. <laughs> Are you about to fight somebody? Listen, you don't understand what happened as we get work. No, we just, I'll uh, tell you a problem. That's your uh, recap, man. No, yeah. can't put them out there. I will not have a job. Just leave out the name. <laughs> I will, <laughs> just right? All right, everybody, it's your girl Lauren Reed right here on What Ice Radio. We will be right back. Please do not go anywhere. We are back, everybody. It's your girl, Lauren Ree, right here on What I Ice Radio. That was yeah, T.I. Yeah. with You Don't Know Me. You don't know me. Very aggressive song. <laughs> Very aggressive, right? <laughs> now you understand why I might need to play this joint? Look, I get it. All right, cool. I get it. All right, so we have Felicia Harris here. She is the principal of High Touch Enterprises, and she just has a plethora of things going on. Hashtag life goals. I, I got, I got, I was like, <laughs> woo. We usually say that, though, when people come here, we like, yeah, we got to catch up. Inspiring. Inspiring, right? So beyond all of this stuff, we love to know what just about you. So what is some stuff that Felicia likes to do when she's not being Bossing the chairwoman up. on, <laughs> uh, you know, Philadelphia Women's Commission? She's not running high touch not or the I am influencing action movement, being a deacon. What are some things you like to do? So I like to cook. I like to travel. And, um, dang, I forgot the third thing already. But definitely <laughs> cooking and traveling. And spending time with my friends. Cool. Yeah. Aww. That's good stuff. That's is, your, is your, like, support system, like, very strong? Like, yeah. how, how, how they helped you throughout your career? Yes. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, so... I'm sometimes like a no new friends type person, no new friends. So a lot of my closest girlfriends, I've known them since high school. Okay. And I even have some that I met when I was four and five years old. 
I do too. Me too. And that's my tight circle. And we've just been blessed that we've all kept each other motivated. And like we all, even though we're like in different fields, Mm. that we all have desires to be successful. We're all doing stuff. Yeah. Right. So like I feel like the friends that have dropped off is probably because they didn't go to college or... You know, they started hanging with different groups of people or they just became complacent or content with mediocrity. And my circle was like, we shop excellence. Right. Motivation so, is contagious. Yes. Yes, it definitely so, is. So, um, and then my parents. Oh, my God. I have the best parents in the world. Shout, shout out to mom and pops. Shout out to mom and dad. Yeah. That's my mom so gets, important. My mom gets upset if she missed something. Like, when I told her I was coming here for an interview. That's Lorna. That's my mom. She's like, why can't I come to the interview? <laughs> why <laughs> do you tell came? me you had an interview? I'm like, mom, you can't <laughs> come to everything. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes I take that for granted. But then you look around and not everyone has that. Sure. So, yeah. But my parents, they like to be at everything, especially my mom. Um, they sacrificed a lot for me um, to have what I have, and I just want to make them proud. Grandmom, too. Shout out to grandmom. Word. Yeah, shout yes. out to grandmoms. So um, as we end off the, the interview, again, thank you for coming through. This was awesome. Yeah. Um, definitely the end of Women's History Month. Like, you definitely are the example. We had a really good month. <laughs> we had a really, really, yeah. really good month. Shout out to all the other um people that came on to the show um but i have to ask you um it really feels like it is like the time this is women it's like our time Mm. definitely for sure and to be a strong black woman in this industry that you're in and making all of these moves that you're actually doing how do you balance it all how do you stay empowered uh you know, I hate to get religious again, but um, I, I'm re- people say they're spiritual. They hate to say they're religious. I'm religious. Mm. Okay. Um, and I'm a diehard Baptist. I love Jesus. This is my homeboy. <laughs> I remember that Jesus. t-shirt. Yeah. 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 For a while. Yeah. Yes. A while um, I stay spiritually and religiously grounded. Religion, to me, provides the structure and the discipline that we need. And a lot of people want to only be spiritual and not religious because they don't like that structure and that discipline. Like, why do I have to take off my hat when I go into church? Why, why do I have to dress a certain way? Yet people don't question other religions. But Baptists, we always get questions. So that's like a whole nother topic for itself. But anyway, um, the principles um, for my Christianity and my baptism um, keep me grounded all the way. I pray a lot. I read the Bible. Um, and I'm not afraid to talk about it. And I remember one time I was actually at an event on a panel and I spoke about my religion and how that's kept me grounded Mm -hmm. and how, you know, I've surrendered to God and how he's blessed me because I give back the things that he gives to me. And someone after came up to me, she's like, oh, my gosh, thank you for sharing that. She's like, I'm always so hesitant to talk about my religion. Um... And you kind of make me comfortable doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, and actually makes me want to go back to church. Like, I haven't been to church. Everybody else talks about their religion. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, I don't think what the biggest... war for that. Yeah. No, but yeah. And so I don't want to do anything to compromise my Christianity or my relationship with Christ. And so I always make sure that's at the forefront. And that's definitely like a whole other topic for another day because that can be hard. Mm-hmm. It can be very, very hard at times. You just want a light bulb off in, in my mm-hmm. head. But, um... I just think that it's important to have people like you, especially um, a mentor for our young women, just mentor in general, because I think that there's a lot of things in this world right now that are gravitating them in other directions. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's a lot of good things that are gravitating our young um, black women in good directions too. Like just uh, this past weekend at the March for Our Lives, the 11 year old who spoke, that's like in elementary school that just spoke 
and um, she said that she was there to speak in regards to all of the black women that never get talked about that mm. are murdered that are killed um, in school shootings in police cars and stuff like that it was a great speech she's only 11 years old right mm. and I just think that it's our time now it's our time it to, to, to speak up to be heard and you being in all of these different positions and have a different platform is just the beginning of that and, and letting other women know that they can have their platforms too. So I applaud you. I salute you. I thank you for being able to come on my platform too and be able to have this conversation. So yes, please it. keep the conversation going. We yeah, we have to like you, keeping that conversation going. And to add to that, um, at our women's summit this past Friday, we had Latasha Brown, who is the co-founder of black voters matter. And she was our keynote speaker. And one thing that she said, um, which really stuck to me is that, when women work together, we win. Mm. And the thing is, is that women have always been the workers. Like, you can't, if you want to get a job done, you give it to a woman, not a man. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Over here saying, like, roast beef. Just like, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. You here? My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You here. Right, and so, cool. <laughs> I just, Homer Simpson. <laughs> so this movement now about reclaiming our time, to me, it really just, it's not about, you know, women finally stepping up. We've always been, been there. there. Right. It's about, we find, this is, like, we're tired of not being acknowledged for our work. Right. right. Period. And it's time for you to acknowledge that we are the ones that have kept this country together. We keep our families together. And even when a man isn't around, we keep our children's lives together. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, shout out to all the women out there that are doing it. So what's next for Felicia Harris? Oh, my gosh. So I stopped really making plans i still have a few <laughs> you know you know jesus god he be scaring me because i feel like when i make these plans they don't always go as planned right but i will give you guys um an insider scoop i really haven't publicly announced it so oh we love exclusives, exclusives. Out here. <laughs> so when i came no. in what you guys um can't see out there is that i bought them a mug um and most people would think of it as a coffee mug it is not a coffee mug it's it is a tea it's mug. a tea mug she told me so tomorrow morning when i'm tea yeah it has to be tea yes 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 tea 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 so in 2020 look out for ginger tea house which is my tea line nice okay. nice nice, yes. nice and i'm also writing a book right now Oh my gosh! But it's not a self-help book. It's like no, nah, it's like fiction. No, no, because we I don't know. It's what no, guest it's number fine. five or six that that has has published or is about to publish a book, and that's something he that reminds. I want to do it. I, I've been telling her like just I have. Start. I'm having a fear moment. I am. I'm gonna be honest about that. And he like reminds me once a week. So. It's okay. I started writing my book like in 2007, like when I was in college. Okay, but you and started it. I mean, I took notes, and I've always wanted to write it. And but you have some sort of yeah. outline of what you want to add. Okay, I, I, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. So just start writing down ideas, and eventually one day you'll get to the point, like me, where I was like, you know what? <sighs> Let's just do it. And I kept getting signs, and so I actually had wrote a, a brief blurb about what this book would be, and somebody had published it in the magazine that they had. I had given, like, a summary of the book, and they DM me on my Instagram like I guess it came up in their memory on Facebook from like six years wow. ago. Wow. He's like you remember when you wrote this? I'm like okay God that means it's time. It's time. I know. I know. This I'm gonna a, <laughs> there is my sign. There is my sign. <laughs> Go with, for it girl. And with that being said 
Wait, do you have like any yeah, yeah. events coming up? Some events, for, anything that, for, oh, we oh. just we just got out of events. Right. Oh, but so I'm doing the African American Chamber of Commerce for okay. the third year. I'm doing their annual meeting and award ceremony, which is reception style at the Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Arts on Thursday, April 12th from 5.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. And tickets are still on sale. Nice. Cool. So you can go to aachamber.org. And Where can people find you? Correct. You can find me at High Touch Inc. I'm HighTouchInc.com. I'm also High Touch Inc. on all social media platforms. That's H-I-T-O-U-C-H-I-N-C. Nice, nice, nice. All right, everybody, there you have it. That is the Lauren Ray Live show. Hey, wonderful, wonderful interview. I know, right? (laughs) Jet lag. Yes. Um, We will be back next week. Yeah. Is next week April? Next week is April. Yeah. March is finally over. Finally. Yes. We have a really good episode coming up next week. We have. We got a whole month of great guests. Whole month of great guests. I'm so excited. You guys will see the promos really, really soon. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Next week, though, however, I'll give a little teaser. We have the founder of Taste Creators, Brianna DeMeo. She will be here in the building. Um, We're really excited to have her coming through. Um, And then April is just star-studded. That's what I want to say. Philly star-studded for sure. Yeah. All right, you guys are going to enjoy it. So everybody, make sure you tune into the Lauren Re Live show every Tuesday, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, right here on Water Ice Radio. Shout out to the whole entire Water Ice family. Shout out to everyone who supports the Water Ice family Absolutely. and the waterice.com movement. We are your scoops of everything Philly. And never forget, guys, not all superheroes wear capes. Sometimes, Sometimes they, they wear, wear headphones. headphones. Good night. Peace, y'all.